Welcome to Counter Currents. This is your host, Petey Steele, with my co-hostess. Elena Torres, thanks so much for listening. This is another Zoom pandemic episode, and today our guest is our very good friend, DC's wonderful, one of the best comics. Please welcome Ross Benoit. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Good, good. Looking swift. And are you wearing that hat to, like, throw us off the trail or what? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just really playing into being 30 now. I'm just adapting dad look as much as I can. I'm not using condoms anymore. Just if a kid comes, it comes, you know. I like it. Are <laughs> you? Nope. Nope. When did you turn 30? I turned 30 right before the pandemic started. Uh, like, literally, I turned 30 March 17th, uh, and the world shut down. Everyone's like, hey, man, your 30s are, like, different. But I'm like, man, I didn't know it was going to be <laughs> this wow. different. That's so, yeah. birthday you'll never forget. Yeah, yeah, it was real nice. I, uh, you know, I, I just uh, I drank with roommates. It was good. It was yeah. a good way to celebrate. <laughs> yep. I feel like I feel like turning 30. I don't know. My 30th birthday was fun, but I didn't have like some huge rager. I don't know. I feel like some- yeah, I was sober five years by then. So yeah. it was kind of like anticlimactic. And that's how most of my birthdays have been since then. Yeah. Well, I don't even I don't even like celebrating birthdays in like a uh, like a, a big grandiose style. I've never like I guess I didn't grow up with that. So I, now to me, it's just like I get like anxiety when it's, you know, mm-hmm. which is weird because I love being on stage and love being the center of attention. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's real attention, like 300 people watch you on a stage for five minutes versus like, oh, yeah, you know, somebody's friend of a mutual friend, friend's boyfriend shows up, takes a couple shots, shakes your hand and just fucking puke somewhere, you know? Yeah. Well, that's a comedy show in general. That is a comedy. <laughs> It's true. It actually is very similar attention. Yeah. <laughs> but at a comedy show. I don't know. I love big birthday parties and you know we had a really big wedding and I, I love all that stuff because I also feel like when it's your party you don't have to talk to people that much like everyone's still looking at you but everyone's like oh hi how are you but it's like it's my party I'm super busy so you only talk to yeah. people until it gets boring which is usually well, I heard, I heard it sorry the, the lag is like I uh, uh I heard at weddings though it can be you everybody's trying to talk to you and can be like overwhelming it's definitely, it's definitely overwhelming. I would say for mine, I, I had FOMO for my own wedding because all uh, these people, you know, cause uh, we did a destination thing. So everyone in my life that I cared about from all these different areas of your life, like you have your high school friends your college friends all came to this wedding and you can't really hang out with everybody. So like I have a bunch of friends that have stories from our wedding and it was like, I wasn't even there. I would think they'd all want some FaceTime if they paid like a thousand bucks, you know? Yeah, but that's all that's all they get is like FaceTime and you kind of talk to them, you know, oh, thanks so much for coming, you know, and maybe you dance for like half a song, but you're not sitting and eating dinner with them. And we did this weekend. How many people were at your wedding? 300. Jesus. Which in Mexico is considered like super small and intimate. Yeah, that's like a cartel raid. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But, you know, a lot of people, like, went to the beach and had a great time, and I couldn't go because I was, like, getting the party ready or whatever the day before. Like, I just missed out on a ton of stuff on my own wedding. Right? Hey. Yeah, I heard it's not, like, fun getting married. <laughs> I mean, there are parts that are of it that are fun, but if you're not into, like, doing a lot of, I mean, it's kind of it's like organizing a comedy show. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know how you well, have to produce a comedy show and you're on it, but and you like it in concept, but it's a ton of work. I mean, like out of the 300 people, how many of them did you feel were like bringers? <laughs> 150. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your candor. Well, you know, everybody's in a couple. But anyway, speaking of comedy shows, Ross, I'm curious. Yeah, you were producing a show and then you had to move it because it's illegal in D.C. to do comedy now. Did the law change? What happened? Well, it's yes. Yeah, so it's, um, you know, it's like what's interesting about right now, what's going on, like with uh, Corona comedy is what has been like dimed. Uh, it's like nobody really knows the the, the facts 100 percent. You know, it's really word to mouth. You know, everybody's calling everybody like checking, like, what can we what can what can't we do? So eventually it's just gotten put into the category of like live music. So all live music events and stuff like that are banned in DC right now, which is, you know, I, I get, they're not like focusing on like, well, we got to let the comedians do comedy. You know, like they don't right, really right. give a shit, but uh, it is like just weird because it's like the bar I'm going to do it at or the venue is like a venue slash bar. They, the people are going to be in there regardless, whether if one person is on a, stage with a microphone half capacity all that jazz uh but for that like you know the mayor's office is sending out emails eventbrite sent me an email saying like hey this was shut down by the city so i had to move it to arlington oh but it's also to the it's also like the conscious thing too of like you know hosting events that right now people would be going inside for you know, is that necessarily morally correct? I don't think it's the biggest issue in the world if people are being safe. And I've been at the venue for a show and it's safe. People are, are safe. Uh, but if something was to happen, like if there was an outbreak right. at a show that I was running, right. like the last thing you want as a comedian, when people Google, Google your name is you in the headlines being local comedian causes outbreak. Like you, just, it's just, that's like worst case scenario, but. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's just nobody knows what's going on. You know, everybody's trying to figure out where the lines are drawn, what we can get away with, what we can. Right. So, and what's safe. Yeah. So, so maybe some of us have done outdoor shows in D.C. recently, maybe. And if right. maybe those people did that, that's illegal, too? And See, I, yeah, I mean, like. It's outside? Is it illegal, too? Or does it no, nobody really show? knows. Yeah. So we had, we had a live show uh outside in our backyard at triangle house in dc two weeks ago two yeah two weeks ago and i was at draft house with jealous and sarah uh and the cops came but it was for a noise complaint and it's it was at 10 o'clock they came at 10 o'clock on the dot and they didn't say it was a gathering they didn't say anything like this is illegal they said hey we got a noise complaint you got to keep it down after 10 if we come back we're gonna have to arrest somebody so it wasn't the gathering it was just that we were going past 10. Do you feel that was legit or did you feel that was more of like a faint where they just tell them, all right, like, 
go bust a uh, taillight and be like, oh, that's a fine right there or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Like, at first, there was some, like, skepticism of, like, are they just saying that so they can shut us down? But I don't understand why they would lie. Well, I don't understand why they wouldn't just be like, hey, you can't do this right now. We're shutting you down for that reason. Right. Like, why would they make up a noise complaint? Yeah. And they came right at, they came right at 10, so. Right. Maybe so noise. again. You know what I think it was? The source of noise is a lot more audible when everybody else is inside and you're like the one house having the fucking party. Yeah, and we, once again, I live in the city and uh, our backyard is an alley that's shared with another set of row homes. And I'm sure the speakers were facing direct. I mean, they were just getting blasted with people right. yelling like, come and fuck. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm sure they were just like, they're like, dude, please, no more. Yeah. Oh, boy. So we're doing it again this weekend, but we're starting at 8. So we'll be done by 10. Nice, nice. We're going to break them. Yeah, way to go. That, I'm but surprised, it, though, because, I don't know, I guess around, like, that week, you remember how for two weeks before 4th of July, there were, like, crazy fireworks every night? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I'm that mom, I had a baby, and it was just, like, every single night, and I wasn't sleeping, and I called, and I was like... I called and made a noise. I called the police and I was like, dude, there's these fireworks. Like it's been every day nonstop. And they basically yeah. were like, sorry, bro. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't yeah, care. yeah. <laughs> like, like they didn't care. So I was like, maybe that's the attitude of 2020. Sure that's yeah. when it comes to comedy. Not. They were like, Hey, cool. Let us, uh, we're going to leave the riots and come handle that right now. Yeah. They, <laughs> they gave zero shits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, that's also been DC police forever uh yeah you know that's how they are but it's guns in the air on new year's eve they're not arresting any of them so oh really yeah, i don't, I don't yeah. know anything i is it was it's actually the only time i've ever called the police in my whole life maybe it's yeah just you like, just had a kid though i would do it too i mean like that's yeah. completely understandable yeah so i didn't know i'm i haven't lived in dc that long so i didn't know that they don't respond but they just didn't give a shit but for comedy at 10 p.m on the dot fuck you guys yeah <laughs> yeah which is fine i mean i also i honestly should have looked into it more <laughs> you know i was so i so had you know it's like i don't know if you guys want to go into it but what's very interesting right now uh is people's like mentality about life in general because it's you know really nobody knows what tomorrow is going to bring and we're at such a breaking point that like t the end of the world could come tomorrow and nobody would be surprised so everybody is in a very chaotic mind state, uh, you know, and like things are just different. Like people are living, people are living more like today's their last day and more and more people are also shut in like they've never been shut in before. It's just like a crazy mix of personalities and types right now, especially living in a city and seeing it firsthand. It's like, it's crazy. And doing comedy during all this is wild. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like, it feels like secret communist meetings. Yeah, it's like the Probably prohibition. Right yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like I'm literally. I did it. I did a show. In, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to say uh, where in the city, but I did a show last night where I literally had to go down an alley and knock on a door three times to get into the show. I'm on the show. Like that's where we're at right now with comedy. Yeah, yeah it's. It definitely feels <laughs> that way. If I think if I was doing comedy, but I don't know. I'm. I'm not saying if I am or if I'm not. But that's <laughs> what it feels like. <laughs> I'm not really even doing it like that now, you know? I, yeah. 
Please. Which is smart, which is smart. I'm being like, I'm being dumb. Like I'm being uh, not smart about it. But a lot of comics are a lot. Of, I would say, oh, yeah. I would say a fourth of the communities out, maybe if that. They miss it. And I get that. I signed on yeah. to do one on Sunday and the, you know, I was told about it Saturday and I was like, oh, that'll be fun. It's an outdoor thing. And then I thought about it and I was like, the last couple things I'm not, that they've done i haven't seen people like breaking apart you know <laughs> yeah I've yeah yeah lives of people throwing footballs and shit not saying ah, i was one of them <laughs> and, uh, you know i'm like I-, I can't risk this but then again i also feel like every day is a goddamn adventure too i get to yeah. see people i haven't seen in a long time but just kind of like on a one-on-one mass basis i work from home i don't like commute anymore i save all this money it's mm. just it's a blast i, I don't know i i'm cool yeah. work home forever forever well i think this is going to change too it shows that a lot of but here, so a lot of jobs are, it's showing people that you know the office mentality going into an office is I mean, that's going to be dead after this. It's showing that people can work just as efficiently, if not more efficiently from home on their own time. You know, the nine to five mentality is going to go away. What's, what's bad though, is like, you know, it's great for people who have jobs that you can do that with, but it's people who don't have the jobs they can do that with where this is getting like very crazy. And come November when everything shuts down. So right now restaurants, all the, these places they can do patios they can do outside work but when it comes to winter and they can't do that anymore those patios are keeping a lot of bars and restaurants most bars and restaurants afloat so when that time comes and they can't do that anymore at what point are people going to start saying fuck you to the curfew to the half capacity thing we need to stay open you know november's and we're gonna have an election in november it is going to be I'm getting oh, done yeah. for some <laughs> more fireworks. Yeah, that's that's actually one of the reasons that I may or may not have started doing comedy if I were to be doing comedy. Uh, maybe one of the reasons I would have be doing comedy uh, is because, like, who knows what's going to happen in the winter? You know, like it's this might be, be some of the only time that we can. And if there's, you know, I don't know. I'm no scientist. I don't know. But when do you most often get sick? I, for me, I always happen to get, like, I always get sick in January or February. I never get sick in July or August. I mean, this thing is, is totally unforeseen, right? But usually when shit spreads like that, it happens in the winter. Right. So, like, if there's a second wave, I imagine that it would be that, you know, kind of like what's been happening in California. Like, if it happened here, I feel like as soon as the weather changed and, like, what can we do about shows at that time? Oh, no. It's my dad. <laughs> that's not the baby? Yeah, yeah, that's just, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so that's why I may have decided. Yeah, that's why I may have decided to start doing comedy again. Here, you guys talk. Let me quiet here. Okay, it's done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, like, I can't imagine uh, – starting out doing comedy at this time like what would it be like yeah oh i'm glad i have a little bit of stature to where i a break like this is like whatever i can come back and things will be whatever given uh, you know provided that they will be 
the same ever again. I don't know. I'm thinking two years at least before things get to, like, normal again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, even as normal as in the fact that you could have an even close to full room normal, but uh, comedy in general, too. So having this break was kind of a blessing in disguise. You know what I mean? Like, I was definitely burning the candle at both ends. Like, I was definitely, like, you know what I mean? It was like a good break, I guess, just to take away from everything. But at the same time, uh, you know, and writing too. Like, because I, I didn't stop writing. I was writing a lot. I wasn't performing. So I was really focusing on, you know, all I could do was just focus on how to write a joke. So coming back and doing comedy now, the first thing that has been very interesting is how to address the crowd. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, what do you say? What do you talk about? And I had to learn the hard way. Uh, you can't say the words pandemic and Corona too, too much. You can talk about it. And I, I, that's most of my set. Now what I've been doing is talking about it, but it's more of like everyday life in it, little things that we have to deal with. You know what I mean? You can't, I've seen comics go up and be like, so what's up? You guys think uh, Corona's going to kill us? And the audience is like, dude, I don't want to be here. Why the fuck are you talking about that? So it's like, <laughs> like it's very interesting. It's very temperamental. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. It's true. It takes them. It takes them out of it. I, uh, I may 100%. have done a show uh, that I where I wore because if I were to do comedy, I would be doing it in like a full hazmat suit. Yeah. And I may have done a show where I did it, you know, with the gloves and mask on, but the audience it was outside and it was in Virginia, so the audience didn't have masks on, but they were really spaced. They were really spaced apart, mm -hmm. like, and they didn't laugh at any at anything I said because I could tell I was the only comedian on the show that wore a mask and had gloves on. Yeah. And it was like hot outside and there was a lot of space and they were clearly like super weirded out. And it took them yeah. out of it. It was like, okay, if she doesn't feel safe, then does that mean I'm not safe? Does that mean she's sick? Like what you know what I mean? I could see Yeah. The wheels turning and I and it was not it was not good. Yeah, one of the first. Uh, dude, if you just caught up to the mic in that suit and just like fake cough, that would have been amazing. Oh, dude, yeah. that would be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be the end of the show. I uh, one of my first spots back up. I went back up and I was like, the first thing I said, the you know, I was so nervous. The first thing out of my mouth, I was like, uh, "Well, it's fucking, it's crazy that we're all here right now." And they're like, "Yeah, now it is, dude. Now, <laughs> now it's weird that we're all here. Thanks for bringing that up." So it's, but it's, it's interesting now. It's like, it's uh, having to tiptoe around it, but yet make jokes about it. Because to me, it's crazy as a comedian to go up and to not address it. Now, I, I understand everybody has different styles and like, there's definitely the approach of like, well, people are here to forget, but I'm like, I, I can't not talk about it. But you talk light about it. It's like going to the grocery store. The shit we have to see at the grocery store during all this. Right. You know, like passing somebody on the street. Little things that are just everybody's dealing with day to day that they feel comfortable laughing at. Right. And you said, you know, you talked about a little bit about like people's mentality through this mm -hmm. whole thing. Like, you know, are you going inside? Are you going outside more? Like, when did you make the choice where you were like, I have <laughs> as much as I can I can't take like what uh, will be there the minute I got offered it <laughs> <laughs> the minute it came the minute I had a chance to do it where I did which I'm not saying every it, I, I, 
to clarify, I'm I am being very not smart or safe. I'm being as safe as I can at these venues. Right. Uh, but to me, it's like you know, and I don't. Now I it's annoying to, and I don't think anybody's putting it this way. But to for some people to be like, well, if you're not doing it now, then you're not really trying. It's like no, that's not no, the no. case. <laughs> that's that's so yeah. stupid. And like I just like I don't think anybody's saying that, but I could definitely see that mentality arising at one point. Like no, that's uh, that's not the case. So I'm just a an impulsive person, uh, who just I did you know what I mean? I I just have to, I'm a I'm a I have to do it, uh, and it's not a smart move. <laughs> it's not a smart move. And here's what's <laughs> and here's what's crazy about it too. It's like, I mean, this is also for now. So it's like, what's the point? Like, we're we're able to get away with doing these outdoor shows and and some uh, you know at undisclosed locations in the city uh how long is that gonna last yeah i mean come when it you know if we do get a second wave like was this all for nothing like what's the point yeah you know it's just nobody knows nobody has an answer to anything and it's just really like i don't feel it's uh i'm sorry i don't mean to keep going on about this but, no, no, uh, on. yeah yeah i don't i it's to me it's like I, I i'm at this point it's like not trying to get ahead of anybody or to be like well, I'm going to be ready to go when anything, it's like, I just love doing comedy like so much that it's like, it really is just uh, one of the like things that makes me happy. So it's just like, it's just opportunities for me to be happy. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it is. I mean, it's like, I'm not necessarily working to like get better right now. It's just having fun, mm -hmm. but that fun uh, is putting me and, and many others at risk. So it's yeah. great. We're going to need it's you to like, <laughs> give us all your locations and your phone number for some contact tracing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually have a contact tracer that just follows me around now. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty good setup. Yeah, they make me pay him, though. It's weird. <laughs> but you do, I mean, it is true. Like, you do have to think about your mental health to some degree in all mm -hmm. this, which, I don't know. Personally, that's, if I were to do comedy, that's the choice I made, which is just like, yeah, you know, you can be inside for how long and you end up making yourself sick in one way just be as careful as you can and if it's illegal then yeah you know that's for a reason so and most shows, that's illegal, yeah which, and most exactly yeah. exactly don't drink yeah. this uh and most shows i've been at have been safe a lot of people i mean switching microphones sanitizing like there's one or two you'll run into that are uh not that won't be doing that that you have to bring it upon yourself okay am i going to go up to this mic or am i going to say something there was one there was one mic i was at where i was like hey man you need to be sanitized i'm not going to go up if you're just everybody's using that microphone uh and you just you know you got to lay down the line you know some people will tell you to plug off but if you do i've been doing shows in like fredericksburg and shit mm -hmm. that's how far i've been going to do this uh, wow. and they never quarantined they never got hit like in that thing the world didn't they have a very slow moving world but it never stopped interesting and, uh so it's you know it's the cities are like the big hot spots like i'm going up to i'm going up to new york next week to do a show which is <laughs> so in fredericksburg the pollutant could be ross benoit <laughs> yeah. No, no, there was a few other DC comics there, but okay. So when you, told, when you told the producer of whatever show that was to spray down the mics, how did he respond? Uh, 
for this specific one, uh, it kind of looked at me crazy. Uh, but this was also a place that they never had to quarantine. I'm not going to say the specific location or where. So they looked at me crazy and he was just like, yeah, I guess I can do that. So he oh. did it, but it was still like, you just have to police. You can't just, you, as long as you, you have to police it yourself, you know? Right, right, right. But uh, I don't recommend it. Nor do I. If you can podcast and write from home, I recommend you do that 100%. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's that. But I mean, yes, like there are some things, there's definitely probably some that aren't safe. But from what I've seen and heard, yeah, everything's pretty safe. I mean, 90%, 90, 95% of them have been. If anything, yeah. like overkill, which is what you'd rather see. Right, right. Like, I think, I mean, if I were to be doing comedy, I went the extra, extra, extra mile just because of the whole baby thing. But for yeah. the most part, I think, I think the outside ones are pretty, are pretty safe. If you're an audience member and you want to go to comedy and you're wondering, like, they're pretty social yeah. distanced and everybody's pretty, pretty far apart. From now, what about Ross? Are you working during this thing at all? Felt. Ah, uh, no. That's a great question. I am so. I'll give. A, I'll give a quick backstory if people don't know. For six years of comedy, I left a good job to do comedy when I was very young, and like a year in, uh, I took the plunge early, which to this day I don't know if it was a good idea. So I waited tables all that time, and for six years of my life, I've been like redline broke. I've been very, very broke for six years. And I went on unemployment uh, when all this started because the restaurant, you know, they're, they're not, op most restaurants aren't operating and I've made more money <laughs> during this time, save more money. I'm like financially secure. Like I'm like <laughs> looking at, I'm like, I'm like Googling how to invest. Like, I, it's like, yeah, it's, I, you know, at first I was, I was terrified. I've never been on unemployment before. I've never even thought of applying for unemployment. Right. Uh, but you know, honestly, like it's it's shitty. But like, yeah, I'm gonna stay on it until I can. You know what I mean? Right. No, good for you. I I yeah, hear yeah. things, and I it sounds to me like just a meme or a Republican talking point. But I'm glad to see that actually works. Um, because I know people need it out there, and it's fucked up. Yeah. You just lose a job, especially if you're like a career waiter. You know? They're, yeah. Yeah. Yeah what's the alternative yeah and i feel bad, like i wouldn't say like you know i was part-time too which could have had a lot to do with it. but like some of the people i worked with who were career waiters and bartenders like right now everybody's doing okay because the government is still giving them money but there's going to come a time where that money is going to run out when does this bubble pop when does everything implode that's when we're going to start seeing a housing crisis we're going to start seeing an eviction crisis i mean for how long can you push just keep pushing back at the end dates to everything. So like, I mean, for me right now, I'm hoarding everything I get because I don't know how long, I mean, it's already been more than I could have <laughs> imagined, but it's like, you just keep, be smart with it, put it away because you don't know when you're going to have to live off that for like two years, you know? Totally. Totally. And then, you know, like yeah. you say, it dries up. I have like a, you know, firearm and booby trap fund for those days. Yeah. But right. not working, not working. I'll tell you, this has been very, uh, 
during the pandemic, it was rough. Like when it first started, I, I, it was crazy because I was so go from the minute I woke up to the minute I stopped. I was go, 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 go. And that's what I was used to. So when that all stopped, it was like, it was horrifying. I was like the worst feeling in the world. Uh, but not working now during the summer. I mean, I feel like I'm a kid on summer vacation. That's right. how I feel. You right. know, the sun's out. I'm like, I'm walking to the grocery store. I'm like calling friends I haven't talked to in a long time. Um, you know, you, you, writing. I mean, it's like, it's fun now, but I'm, I'm ready for things to go back to normal. I'm ready to go back to work. I'm ready to start uh, getting denied by Comedy Central again. Right. <laughs> did you, I'm ready for. did you like waiting tables before the pandemic or did it take the, the pandemic for you to be like, I love my job. I hated every day. I, every day I'd walk into that job and I, and I, the first thing that comes out of my mouth is like, I have to make comedy work. I right, have right, to. Right. It's a good push uh, to make it happen. Uh, but it's also too now, like, I don't even know if I'm going to go back to that restaurant because if comedy Comedy could not really come back for, Pete, you said two years. Like, That's I might hard. as well. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I think about the same. Come back regularly, at least to the point where you're doing spots every night. Mm -hmm. Like, I might as well just get, like, work a, a job that pays well right. during that time. You know what I mean? It's like, it's so much is up in the air. Who knows? Who knows? And, like, I talked to a lot of New York comics, and they're in the same boat because, you know, a lot of New York comics were dog walkers and, and baristas during the day and sure. shit. Right. If you have a college degree, if you have an opportunity to get some kind of a career thing that you can telework at, it's really oh, yeah. glorious. Like, I've never liked my coworkers this fucking much than when <laughs> working from home. You know, you get away from any of the bad apples at your job, the negative energy. I mean, teleworking is essentially like charter schools for adults. You know? You just yeah, get all yeah. the guys that are sniffing glue out and Say adios there, uh, Jimbo. And now it's time <laughs> yeah, for Petey yeah. Steele to log on and be uber productive. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I have a degree in biology that I've never used once in my life. So we'll see what I could. You know, I think that allows me to like cut grass. <laughs> I, think at this, I think at this point, that's like the starting point. Degree in biology. I didn't know that you were a science. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, what do you have to do to get a degree in biology? Uh, not so this up? other degree. Uh, you okay. pretty much after freshman year. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, now we can. You guys can hear me. All right, cool. Uh, what do you have to? What was your question? No, I oh, said yeah. I didn't know that you were a science guy. Oh yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I am. <laughs> the school I went, I that I went to was a, not a very good school, not a very good college. Uh, I went there to play lacrosse. It was uh, it was a private D three. I mean, I was like, I was submitting papers I wrote in high school, like my junior year of college. <laughs> like that's if that like applies to anything. Was this Guilford? No, Guilford was right down the street. Okay. Guilford was like Guilford was like ten minutes away. We were right. We were down uh, Main Ave. Universe. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Guilford you... was like weird. What do your lacrosse friends think about you being a comedian now? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They're, they're like, all right, man, whatever. You know, it's like, I mean, it's just like what do your, my old friends from high school think? Like, it's what, it's a very interesting, I don't know if you guys like run into this, but it's like, 
nobody takes it seriously until you're on TV. That's right. You know what I mean? Until right. you're, uh, until you have at least a Lennon or not Lennon, like a Conan appearance, uh, you know, it's just kind of like a, a pretend you're pretending pretty much until then. I don't so know. Until that time, it's just very like. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I, and I kind of agree, but I also think like having grown up in this area, yeah. there's plenty of people that'll be like, like the first year I started, nobody took it seriously, including my own family. You know, and my mom didn't come to anything for like the first two years. And she's very supportive, yeah, yeah. very kind. But I didn't even go out of my way because I wasn't taking it as serious as I wanted. I didn't think it was any future in it. And then when I started getting book places and people would see me on Facebook and be like, oh, wow, you did the improv and shit like that. Then people took it a little more serious. You know, the conversation between like one Thanksgiving into like three would go be like, Oh yeah, first one. It's like you still doing that comedy thing. Then like three <laughs> yeah, years, yeah, yeah. you know, three years. They're like, "How's comedy? Like, what's going on? Like, this is great." Yeah, I for me it was around four or five years. I'm six years in. Around like the fourth, fifth year, where you're kind of like it's not no longer for a long time. It's a hobby. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. hobby. It's something. Yeah. Uh, but around four or five years in, when you start, you know, you're in pictures with successful comedians your friends are starting to to make moves like that's when people start to see like oh this is for real and you know you're it's you can tell in your instagram that you're progressing <laughs> you know the crowds are getting bigger but it's also like you know, too like which i don't hold against people at all comedy entertainment bands anything like music i it's out of so many people's world of a possibility that like i mean if you're you know, if you're an accountant or or you work on Capitol Hill and that's your world, like seeing someone do comedy or something, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Like, you know, it's cool. It's cool. Nobody, nobody uh, to my face says quit. So. Right. <laughs> no, I asked because I asked because my, my husband is, as you know, used to play college lacrosse and Dude, like yeah. all his like lacrosse and real estate friends think I'm, an alien like like i tell them you yeah know, he, he yeah, loves yeah. to tell everybody that i do comedy and they're like what and i guess coming from la and mexico city are both really big entertainment cities so like no yeah. one cares but here i feel like you tell someone that you do anything in the arts and they're like really yeah just kinda, and, and there's like a sort of like how do you make money sort of like look you know they don't say it but they kind of yeah. look at you in that way and it's and you look at them and you go, it's easy. You don't. You yeah, don't yeah, make- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of like, would I have seen what? What kind of you know, like like everybody's yeah. really confused. Whereas like in Mexico City or LA, people are like, oh, cool, you don't make any money, and you do, you know, you know, people just sort of yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think like that's why I very much desire to go. I mean, New York over LA, but New York and LA. I mean, to be around more people where it's more accepted there's more industry mm. you're not such an alien uh, but dc has a beautiful art scene yeah. too and that's something that's constantly overlooked that dc has a great art scene we have a great music scene uh but it's just in the you know it's obviously in the shadow of capitol hill yeah i mean we also have the white house right down the street so that makes sense that <laughs> right yeah but you know what we've we've talked about this a lot on on yeah. this podcast the sort of like here in New York or LA, 
since you know part of like, yeah I kind of did like the reverse but I mean I will tell you like at least with my acting career like going from a smaller you know being a big fish in a smaller market makes a huge mm -hmm. difference than like starting from scratch in LA. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, from yeah. an acting perspective, like I didn't get any cool meetings until I started doing stuff in Mexico. Like when I was just like in LA as an actress, like no agent would meet with me. And then once I started doing stuff in Mexico, they would meet with me and then they were like, you're too white, no thanks. But I got the meeting is the point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's not a day that goes by that I'm thankful that I'm not thankful that I started in DC, like hands yeah. down. Yeah, I Absolutely. think I think it's one of the best places to start comedy because also you have access to so many different audiences. You know, with the Maryland, Virginia, you have so many different like there are parts of Virginia yeah. those that I've done where I'm like, people were like missing teeth. It's like that part of America, like the middle that you hear about, and it's like yeah. thirty minutes away. PD's yeah, and you, and you yeah, and you learn. Right. Uh, Bucks. I mean, hey, <laughs> I know, I know. They don't know. They don't know any better. It's so funny too. Like some of the best gigs I've ever had have been for like music venues that are used to paying like full bands, like five grand to open up. And then they're like, well, we can get this comedian for like 400 bucks <laughs> to <Yeah>. just bomb. <laughs> you know, you're like, we're, we got a low budget this month. Let's just get this guy who talks about wiping shit on his hands. He'll, he'll do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll take it. I don't care. Give me all the breweries, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also, too, like, at what point, like, it's, which I know I will do any show that's offered. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a whore when it comes to that. I take any bit of stage time I get. Uh, but I also try to focus on, too, like, you know, I want to stay sharp and I want to go up in front of, like, sm sm crowds that the industry wants to see you do well in front of, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like there's definitely a certain type of crowd when you're going to be going up in front of agents and stuff at clubs. And like, I just try as hard as I can to stay sharp in front of those types of audience. Mm -hmm. uh, but some of the most fun shows you ever have is for like a yacht club out in, you know, McLean, Virginia. Fuck yeah. This is their, this is their one night out. You know, their kids are at home. I've had people come up to me, cry. I mean, they're drunk, but they're like crying. Like, you're the funniest person I've ever met. It's like a mom, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it feels good. I mean, I'm not going to say no, right. yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, they, they sold their soul 30 years ago for like the white picket fence, you know, coming up and like fawning over you is glorious, kind of, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's also too, like, you know, everybody in the city, in cities in general, everybody's cool, you know, it's a... If you ever get a, a, a hey man, a, you know it's a real sly like hey man, I, I thought you were funny. You know it's a real, you know like at my level at least that's how it is. But you know you go out to these other areas like they have no nobody's too cool. Everybody's like you made my night. Thank you so much. You're that was excellent. And that's like the best feeling you can get in comedy is people mm -hmm. being telling you like, but here you know it's not cool to congratulate others on their success. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're yeah. in competition with everyone at all times. Yeah, which is so, so funny, too. Like, I've also not wanted to, and I think I talked to you, Elaine, about this when you did my podcast, is uh, I'm trying not to focus on how happy I've been not doing comedy. Right. You know, like how little anxiety right. I have. I'm not anxious. But I do miss, I do miss, like, just the the feeling at all i would take it back in a heartbeat of course obviously i mean how do you guys feel how you guys been i miss the shit out of it i won't lie yeah. but at the same time i 
very much respect all the benefits of such a break. Um, they're innumerable. And, and it lets me yeah. know really what a sacrifice comedy was, and even with not doing it every single night and having a day job and doing all that shit. I just feel like there was always this kind of constant, pressure of like even if you're not chasing the brass ring is like obviously as everybody else and you're not giving mm-hmm. up as much you're still dedicating a whole lot of amount of time that maybe you could be living a normal life with i haven't been living a yes. normal life in a really long time so yeah yeah but i miss it i do oh uh, see I, also- I, I feel like since i mean especially i mean it's pretty obvious at this point that I, I I've started doing shows again. Like I realized that I actually like need stand up to survive. Like I can't yeah. do Like I need it to, especially now that I have a, a kid, like it's so easy. It's, Cause like all I do is entertainment, right? Like I, my day job is I work for, I write scripts for a company in Mexico. And obviously like that got pretty fucked up by all this too. It's kind of coming back, but whatever, but I'm at home yeah. all the time and it's so easy when you have a kid just to make that when you're a mom just to make that your whole life and the whole definition yeah. of yourself and as soon as i started doing comedy i was like oh my god i have a whole life before this baby and i'm not just this like mom all the time you know in this in these like t-shirts with my hair up like with spit up on my shoulder like i need <laughs> I need comedy to survive. Like well, that's why I was like, mom. "Oh my god, Josh!" <laughs> Is that Josh? Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Josh? The the biggest comedy fan. He was like, he just left, but he was like listening in the corner. When are we buying that club, Josh? He just walked out. <laughs> he, he heard that's club. He's like, "I'm out of here." I'm yeah, like, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll get back to you. Yeah. He just went to scream something and just walked out. But <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. I need comedy to survive. Like I'm, I mean, if anything, like having it go away and come back, not that I wasn't serious about it before, but now I'm like, I think I'm more serious now than I ever have been. And to a point where like, I came back after my first show and I was like, I told Josh, I was like, look, dude, social engagements, as soon as the world like kind of normalizes, I'm just not doing them at all. Unless it's like some work that you need me to come with. Like, it's you, it's the baby, and it's comedy for me, and that's it. Like, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's true. The, the biggest thing I, that hit me too during quarantine is, like, I knew how much I, like, comedy was, like, a part of my life and how much I needed it, but to really have it sink in on how much I depended on it for, like, I don't want to say an identity, uh, you know what I mean? But definitely as a source of happiness and creative outlet. I mean, like, I mean, as crazy as it is what we do, it maintained for me at least my sanity yeah which is not good (laughs) that's not good that i'm i rely on it too but i just miss like i'm also like i'm also a very i'm a tool at heart (laughs) i'm like i'm like a big tool and comedy (laughs) keeps that at bay so when i'm not around comedy i I start becoming a tool again and i started to see signs of it and i saw like i got scared please tell us about the signs (laughs) I just flexing in the mirror more, <laughs> just how I would, how I would talk, like just not, you know, just like I was willing to fight more. I haven't done that since 24, you know, like, no, I didn't, I wasn't trying to fight, but yeah, I just definitely see 
it's good to be around comedy. It keeps it at yeah. bay. Dude, yeah. if you're fighting during COVID, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> How'd you get COVID? I beat the shit out of this dude. <laughs> kicked his ass. And then oh I my sp- god, you. Yeah, you have COVID. Yeah, but I fucking won, dude. Loser, loser doesn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that works. The other guy. That's hilarious. Uh, I miss the hang though too. I miss hanging around comedians. I mean, comedians in my book are the most fun people to be around, hands down. Uh, I love being around comedians. I love talking to comics, and that was uh, another big bummer too. Was just because uh, I enjoy pretty much everybody. There's like two people that I really dislike in the comedy scene here. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's wow. two people that. There's two people. That's a good person. Why? Well, you know, I've also like talked to most. I've also like. I've like a hundred. I've interviewed like a hundred people for my podcast. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. And I've had like intimate conversations with most of the comedy scene. Uh, yeah, there's only like two people that I, I could care less about, but the rest I I I love everybody and I really enjoyed just seeing everybody at all times. Yeah. Wow. I, I miss brutal. a good hang. Wow. Yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, you are, I think you are one of the most well, generally well-liked comics. I think you don't hear a lot of people behind your back talking shit about you. I think you're one of the most, oh, well not the most well-liked comic in, in DC. So it's nice to hear that. it's. Oh, man. I appreciate that. There's, uh, there's two, there's two that I know would disagree, but <laughs> they're specific. So it's oh, there's, huh? there's various. Well, I, well, we'll talk later. We'll go off. Oh yeah, definitely. When this is done, I want to hear both. both <laughs> I'll, t- I will talk off. Off. Yeah, yeah, but, but just, they're irrelevant. Don't matter. So. <laughs> right, right. No, they're definitely there. I definitely have more than two people. Oh me I too. Just, I'm just like, ugh. Well, look, you're not doing if you're doing something right. If if someone hates you, you know what I mean. That's like, right. I guess so. <laughs> like if everybody likes you, you're probably a sociopath and like kill people right. and hide them in your basement. It's good to have like one or two people that want your downfall, right. maybe That's more. True. That's true. Or it means that people just aren't noticing you. So it's better to have some people that hate you. Hey, yeah. And That's very true. If you're doing this, and I will say, like, like for the people in the scene, I don't like. I think problem. Like 90, actually every single one except for one person is, I think is bad at comedy and taking up room. And that's most of the reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's only one person who's actually good at comedy that I don't like their personality. But other than that, it's just, it's all like competitive comedy stuff. At the end of the day, it's not like a personality thing. Oh yeah, it's a hundred. I mean, it's a hundred percent. Like, I right. once again, it's, I can't say enough. And I, I just respect comedians, and I respect the art of comedy, and anybody who's willing to do this and get good at it, or just do it in general and support it. Like, I, I, I can't not like you. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just, it's. I think it's such a great thing that we do, and it's such an important thing that we do. That yeah. if you're involved in any way, you can't be that bad of a person. But you, you, there, you can't be. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> there's a few there that can be. Yeah, you can. I think, it was, I think it was Tim Dillon who said he's the only guy at the comedy store who's not getting arrested this year. You can definitely be a great at comedy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's also, too, like comedy attracts such unique-minded people and like such crazy people. And that's, that's one of the best parts of it. It's like that's normal true. people become boring not out of like it's not i hate saying that too because people it sounds like malicious when i say that 
but it's like really not it's just like no you don't understand we're surrounded by the most insane people every night yes acting at level 10 like you telling me about what genes you got the other day I, I can't really give a shit you know what I mean yes. like it's tough for me to tune in yeah I also think that like probably a lot of comedians like the way we show affection is making fun of people Oh and yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah, yeah. outside comedy don't take that well, but inside comedy, not only do they take that well, but they give it back. Like I love when comedian friends make fun of me because it, it's like, oh my god, that's a great joke, and I love that I'm the same yeah. joke. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's. To, to, tell me if you guys have had this during uh, the quarantine. You know, I mean, I was I, I I have a lot of friends who live in Arlington that I grew up with. Uh, and like our parents know each other, you know, it's like a close, you know, old, old friend. And we did this big crab boil thing one day mm -hmm. and I was out there and I hadn't really seen people. I have all these stuff. I'm ready to go. I'm at a, I'm at a hundred and I show up and within 10 minutes, I'm like, I am blaring. I'm like blaring about Twitter. I'm blaring about politics. I'm just going off and off. <laughs> and at one point I look around and everybody's just staring at me. And like one of my buddies leans and he's like, Hey man, I don't think this is really the time for that. I'm like, Oh yeah, you guys don't, you guys don't like check Twitter every morning. First thing when you wake up, like it's, it's just a different, it's a different world, you know? Yeah. It's a I nice world. It's a peaceful world they live in. <laughs> I, I, see, I don't know because most people when i tell them i do this or whatever they know i do this it's so gonzo to them that they ask me a million fucking yeah. questions because they're tired too of talking about the same stupid shit even though that's all they have to bring to the table you know that's the thing i hate my yeah. wife she bitch never talks about anything <laughs> upperware it's like well what are yeah. you telling her about you know it's like oh we yeah. got you know roots to work what like come on yeah. Yeah. I yeah. feel like also. It's also, so funny though. Comedy. I, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. You go. I, I was. No, I was just, I was just going to say that also, to... I feel like when, right. when, yeah, you go. <laughs> no, I just feel like like when, when I'm like, cause most of the time now when I hang out with people, cause all my good friends pre-comedy, cause I started comedy when I moved to DC, don't live in Washington, DC. And so the only time yeah. I ever hang out with regular people in Washington, D.C. is I'm like a plus one to my husband. So I'm always like in those situations because I don't know anybody. I'm always like quieter. Yeah. You know, and I'm never like funny. So when people are like, oh, you, you she does comedy. You're like wife who's sitting there and smiling and agreeing all the time. Like people are always very surprised that. I don't have like a comedy personality. We're in comedy. Yeah. Quiet and weird. Everyone's like, you know, that's fine. You're probably funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, because we know each other and we know, and I, okay. that's a hundred percent a problem. I run into some times it's like, it's people like you'll say stuff like here's, there's two, you'll say stuff sometimes around people you don't really know. They know you're a comic and you'll just say something like seriously and they'll like laugh. And it's yeah. like, no, I'm, being, I'm not doing a, I'm not doing a joke right now. I'm being, yeah. I think we should get rid of Trump. I think he's a bad guy. Like, uh, but there's like times too where, yeah, there's like people think you're supposed to be on all the time because you're this comic. It's like not the case at all. And we as comics, we get it out. If anything, we are less funny around people because we get that. We get it out of our system every night. You know what I mean? I don't feel the need to make these eight friends or like my girlfriend's friends laugh like i did i made a room of 200 people laugh last night i don't need to make you guys laugh uh, yeah, you should have bought a ticket bitch. 
<laughs> yeah, and that's one thing. It's so nice to be around comics because there's no everybody knows that comics that there's no pressure to be funny because nobody's trying you know yeah like I'll, I'll tell you right now like i i'm i can't stop talking about this because joe list one of my favorite comics one of the all-time greats love the guy you know to be able to hang with him that weekend and to have like a real like, like good talks was just like truly amazing and i don't know if that would have happened if it wasn't for the pandemic not to say it was all worth it but uh you know like for the hour of conversation hours of conversation that we had we weren't like cracking jokes we're not trying to be fun you know it's like it was like just a normal conversation because there's no pressure there right to be funny you know right you learn how to be be a normal person it's just, it's nice it's just like very nice <laughs> so how was that because you opened you opened for joe list and sarah let the first opening weekend at arlington yeah yeah that was that was uh it was it was by the it was great to be in a professional atmosphere and to get like a taste of comedy again, to like really work a weekend, uh, to do four shows back to back like that. By the fourth show, I felt back. I felt like I'd never left, you know, it was such a good, by the fourth show I felt dialed in. And then that drive home was so bittersweet because driving home, I'm like, well, that's it. I don't know when the next time that's gonna be. You know yeah. what I mean? It's very bittersweet. It's like a weird feeling to have, uh, to be, to get a little bit of taste of this thing that you love so much. And I mean, to be with Joe and Sarah too, and also to be able to talk to them about everything that's going on. Yeah. You know I mean? Joe just released a special on YouTube during all this. And the reason, and it's, and it's killing, it's getting millions of views, but the reason you do that is to sell tickets. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, I can't sell tickets now you know i mean just to hear that perspective from uh such an accomplished comedian you know it's it really was a cool opportunity but uh once again i mean who knows when that's anything like that's gonna happen then it's back to performing in backyards and with yeah. people in lawn chairs yeah. but we are uh, lucky to go ahead uh, we have we have we don't have anything like i mean i've seen like you guys have seen the pictures of people performing in front of cars in new york uh Tim Dillon had a great line where he's it's like, he was like, I don't feel a need to be doing comedy. He's like, people in New York are performing in parks and on the back of pickup trucks. Uh, it's because those people are clinically insane. Yeah. He's like, he's not wrong. But uh, I think D also too, which is interesting, like DC is out of like New York. I mean, LA comedy is not happening in LA right now. No. Comedy people are moving left and right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a big exodus happening in cities. New York, it's it's happening, but it's still just, I mean, man, New York is in just such pandemonium. It's hard to really organize anything that's like official. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the clubs that are operating, they're doing shows on their sidewalk. And that's very, very difficult to do a show on a sidewalk in New York when nobody's working. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, like DC has been done a Honestly, like people are hitting me up about being like, hey, what's up with the DC shows? I hear they're good. You know what Martin's doing, what Crybaby's doing. I mean, it's just it's just crazy right now. We're just lucky we live in a place or around a place that we have the room and the resources to even be performing in front of the crowds that we are right now. And yeah. spreading the shit out of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, we're going to leave on that note of positivity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ross, thanks so much for doing the podcast. Yeah, no yeah, problem. Thank great. you guys for having me. I always appreciate it. So, 
Yeah, we're yeah. having you on. And it's nice to get your thoughts on all this craziness. And I may or may not see you in a backyard soon. Yeah, yeah you got uh, anything to plug? Any like door yeah. passwords or anything? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if you go to the corner of 18th and New, it's three knocks. Uh, and then you got to ask the hobo. No, uh, I've uh, check out my podcast, Smiley Frown, on iTunes. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Uh, we also ha- have a backyard show done by Crybaby at our location in Columbia Heights. It is legal. Check out Crybaby to get details on that. Besides that, just stay safe and listen to my shit. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. All awesome. right. Well, thanks for doing it. Bye, everybody. Peace. Yeah, thanks, guys.